Would you pray with me? Eternal God, your kingdom has broken into our troubled world through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son. Help us to hear your word and obey it, and bring your saving love to fruition in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. I'm not really wild about this text. Now, how many times do you hear a devotional start off that way? It's challenging, really challenging. We hear about unpleasant stories from the day, judgment and perishing, it's not really the stuff of good, uplifting devotional materials. But it's also real. Clearly, Jesus and his listeners are aware of many of the day's news stories. It would seem that Pilate, ever the overly cruel regional governor for the Roman Empire, has been interfering in Jewish religious practice. It would seem that some Galileans had gone up to the temple to make their ritual sacrifices only to have Pilate in some way mingle their blood with their sacrifices. Drawing from Jesus' comments, it would seem Pilate had them killed while they were making their sacrifices. Clearly, this news would have everyone's attention. The mere fact that people had been killed would have had people's heads turning. But their own countrymen? In the temple? While observing their faith traditions? That would make an impact. In response, Jesus makes reference to another event of the day. A tower in Siloam had fallen, killing 18. It's interesting. When something bad happens, it gets our attention and elicits a reaction. If it bleeds, it leads, goes the news mantra. We may well be shocked or angry. Our hearts may break or we may, may ask why this happens. We wonder why this happened to these people. Was it just that they were in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or 
Was there something about them that led to this situation? We'll do our best to make sense of what we're seeing. God has a plan, right? Everything happens for a reason, right? So a tower falling on 18 people, Pilate killing Galileans as they worship, that's all part of a reasonable plan. In our efforts to make sense of the bad things that happen, somewhere along the way, from deep within us, we'll sigh a deep sigh of relief. It wasn't me. It wasn't my loved ones. Whatever the reason, it didn't happen to me. It happened to them. One of the news stories of the day grabbing our attention is the Russian attack on and subsequent war in Ukraine. This week, I was heartbroken to see a picture of a young pregnant mother, bloodied from an explosion being carried on a stretcher past a bombed out hospital. It's a captivating image of the unnecessary horrors of war. We don't know her name. What we do know is that both she and her baby died. There's no part of God's plan that I can assign to that photograph. There's no reason I can give. No higher purpose is served by a mother and child being killed. We may well say that it's because Vladimir Putin is crazy or obsessed with power. We might suggest that the Roman army is vengeful, the Russian army is vengeful or undisciplined or whatever else you might suggest. Whatever we wrestle with, We'll point the finger at others, and we'll breathe our collective sighs of relief that we don't have to dodge bullets and bombs to have our babies. All this does is to separate us from them, places us as better than the Russians and more blessed than the Ukrainians. Jesus prayerfully discerned that the crowd was doing this 2,000 years ago when they discussed the bloody news stories of his day. Anytime. Anytime we try to place ourselves over against others rather than in and with, we get it wrong. That is to put us in the place of God and God who does sit enthroned in heaven, whose ways are higher than ours, chose not to sit over against us, but rather to come be in and with these hard times with us in Jesus. My friends, when you see the hard, bloody, and difficult things on the news, do not place yourself above it. Rather, do the hard work to see how you are in it, because you're there. You bear some responsibility for the causing of pain in this world, and you are connected to those who suffer. It's not a time to breathe a sigh of relief that it wasn't you. Rather, it's a time to cry out in anguish that someone bearing the image and likeness of God, just like you, is suffering. So today, May you look not to easy or comfortable answers. Today, may you feel a deep connection to all the world, created lovingly and wonderfully in the image and likeness of God. 
And may you not separate yourself, but rather join with your neighbors in times of joy and in times of pain. Amen. <laughs>